1: Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Cherson Sousel here with Johnny Venerable on this wonderful Wednesday. It's been made even more wonderful because today we heard from J.J. Watt, which was an absolute surprise. Did not know that that was coming, although we certainly hoped that we were going to hear some news about him. No update for sure on whether or not he's going to play on Monday, but after hearing him speak, oh, man, fans have to be fired up, Johnny.
2: Yeah, you had a chance to ask him, I thought, the question of the entire press conference, Cheerson. If you wouldn't mind recapping that, I, I pulled up the clip after we talked, and it got me as fired up for this matchup as I could possibly get, given how poorly this team has performed upwards of like the last four or five weeks. What his response to your question gave me legitimate goosebumps.
1: Well, I can recap it for you or I can play it for you.
2: Oh, let's do that. That would be good too. All right.
0: You can write whatever narrative you want about, about this comeback if I'm able to make it. But the only thing that matters to me is being out there for my teammates, trying to help us win a game and get to the end goal. Um, Because that's all this is about. I mean, I'm not doing all this work and I'm not trying to come back uh, in half the time for no reason. I'm here to try and do one thing, and that's accomplish our ultimate goal.
1: One thing and one thing only. Let's go. <laughs> Man, I love to hear that. I also made sure that I edited another soundbite from his press conference in as well, because his injury was actually a little bit worse than was previously reported and we all thought. And so, it was like this long list of, of things that happened to his shoulder, which we already thought was insane in and of itself for him to try and make a comeback, but hang on tight. Let me play the bite of what actually happened to his shoulder, because this man is going to return with like a bionic shoulder. If we do see him on (laughs) Monday.
0: I mean, basically what happened was the shoulder dislocated out the back, took everything with it on the way out. Um, Rotator cuff, labrum, capsule, infraspinatus, everything gone. And uh, also dislocated my bicep tendon in the process. So went in, I got a big scar here, got a big scar on the back. Basically opened it up, fixed it all up. I asked him to tighten it down tight. He did. And then we went to work on rehab. Um, I got surgery on November 3rd. And uh, we just went to work on rehab.
1: Are you kidding me?
0: I'm in pain listening to that. That hurts me. Uh,
2: and I have, um, you know, I have back pain as a five, six, thirty-three year old man that I take a leave for. I, I don't, I don't know how JJ Watt is. is <laughs> now I don't know how JJ Watt is able to withstand having surgery in early November. And now is going to be taking on uh, professional athletes after, after basically suffering I don't even know what you call it. Essentially, he they had to rebuild part of his body from scratch. It sounds like, and we just forget sometimes, or at least I do, that these that these athletes are like superhuman people. That uh, I'm guilty of it, cheersome Whenever I hear of an injury to a player, I go to Google. I'm like, how long does it take to recover from you know Tommy John, or how long does it take to recover from an ACL injury? And it gives you like a synopsis, right? That. That does not apply to the J.J. Watts of the world. Yes, the Cardinals have phenomenal training staff, medical team um, to work with him around the clock, get the best surgeons in the world, right? But then you just think about their desire and his desire to, to be the best and come back and, as he mentioned, play for his teammates. I think that this this entire process, from the time he went out to like the hush-hush nature of his rehab and his surgery and the timing with everything, I think that he was it's cliche to say there was nothing that was going to stand in his way of returning this year. Nothing.
1: Yeah. And the clip that I played for you was just a portion of his answer to my question, which was when you step out on that field, if you step out on that field on Monday for a return, are you thinking about everything that you're representing accomplishing what many thought would be impossible or what a tremendous work ethic can get you? Or even what you're representing in terms of the jersey you're wearing, because much was made about, uh, you know, Marshall Goldberg, his jersey being unretired so that J.J. Watt uh, could wear it. And so I said, do you do you think about any of these outside things that you might be representing? Or is it as simple as, you know, I just want to get back and help my team win some playoff games? And he said, I'm representing the Arizona Cardinals, and I want to go out there and accomplish our ultimate goal in winning a Super Bowl. And then went on to uh, did he did say that he met with uh, Marshall Goldberg's granddaughter, and that was an awesome moment, and, and things like that. Uh, but then finished the shop, finished it off with the clip that I played for you guys. But he so very much is a team-oriented guy, and I, I feel like we're I'm repeating myself consistently when I talk about this, but. How could you be one of his teammates, seeing him put in the work that he's put in to come back and help be a part of, of a playoff push and help his teammates and, and be a leader and pumping everybody up to do something great within this organization uh, and and just not be – just so, uh, you know, just fired up for what's to come if he does get back on that field. I mean, he's the ultimate team player and the ultimate teammate.
2: Well, we talked about it earlier on our P- PHNX podcast with, with Espo and Michaela. I, I just think there's nothing that could get me as excited, even a Hopkins return, as opposed to J.J. Watt being back in the lineup for this Arizona Cardinal team. Nothing. The fact that they were undefeated, when they had him a part of their lineup and not only undefeated Cheers, I mean they were winning games at a historic pace. They were winning games in multiple blowout fashions, especially on the road. A lot of their games weren't even competitive. You think back to, of course, the Tennessee opener, but I think about like the the Cleveland game, right? The fact that the Cardinals had like a, a COVID sweep, including Cliff Kingsbury, that knocked a bunch of players out. And it was JJ Watt who set the tone in that game, who I thought knocked out Baker Mayfield, knocked out Kareem Hunt he was on an all pro path before his injury. And I, I we get a lot of questions Cheerson, about like, what is the percentage of the snaps he's going to play? How healthy do you think he'll be? I I'm, I'm willing to roll the dice on a hall of famer generational prospect, even if he's 75, 80% and you will have to convince me. Otherwise, if the game is not on the line in the fourth quarter, you're going to have to have a crane come pull JJ Watt off the field. If you're, if you're Vance Joseph, you are not getting that man off the field, away from his teammates, with a, with a chance to head deeper and further into the playoffs. It's just it's just impossible for me to you know to, to think otherwise. So I am as excited as I can be because again, you've got everything that comes into this game with McVay and the record against him, and you're on the road, and you'd rather win the division, but all that can be remedied. Because you now have J.J. Watt back.
1: I would think, too, that he feels like he has something to prove, right? Because he's a guy that's been injury prone, that's been a knock on him. His entire career, it seems like that was a knock when the Arizona Cardinals signed him. That, okay, well, good luck. We'll see if he stays healthy. And then he gets injured, right? And he said, you know, he made a comment that it was devastating, the fact that they were 7-0 and and he got injured yeah. at that moment and went on to lose obviously to the Packers, but ever since then, he's had to sit and watch from the sidelines as this team went the opposite direction. And I feel like he has something, he feels like he has something to prove to the Cardinals fan base, uh, to his teammates that he can stay healthy, that he can contribute to the people that are outside of Arizona thinking, Oh man, all this, a lot of talent, but he's past his prime. All he ever does is get hurt. Right. So Mm -hmm. um, I think he's probably got a lot to work towards and why he, a reason why he's been working so hard to get back. Not Mm -hmm. like he hasn't ever done this before because he has, but Mm -hmm. I think he has a lot of motivating factors to get back on the field Jordan says, J.J. Watt is the heart of the front seven. He's the tone setter. He demands double teams, which frees up everyone. That's the point. Yeah. That's the goal.
2: Absolutely. Listen, it, the linebackers, there's no coincidence. I mean, they were everybody was playing better with J.J. Watt in the lineup. And as a result, since he's been out, defense hasn't been as good, right? They're not generating the kind of pressure interior defensive linemen typically have with Watt in the lineup. And they, they don't stop the run as well. So again, I don't expect everything to be fixed with this. I think most fans, Cherson, are realistic with the, with the notion that he's not going to come in and be Pete J.J. Watt, but I, I don't think that you can replicate the emotional impact that he will have on this team when he's running out of the tunnel, when he is leading his team onto the field. I don't doubt for a second that he's going to huddle the team up every opportunity and get them fired up. So that's the kind of stuff you, you just can't put a price on.
1: Something else that was talked about following today's media availability was a comment that Cliff made on Kyler. We're going to get to that in a second. But first, the NFL playoffs are here, and the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56-1 to odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. All customers can also get in on DraftKings the the over promotion for every 5,000 bettors who take the over for Saturday night's Patriots versus Bills game, the point total will lower by half a point. Hammer the over has hit zero every time DraftKings has run it. So, betters won when the first point was scored. Again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using the promo code PHNX. And you're going to get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet $5 and win $280 in free bets if they win. That's promo code PHNX this week. wildcard weekend on DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. As always, it's 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. All right, so that comment that I was talking about was Cliff was asked about Kyler Murray embracing his playoff debut on Monday. And Cliff said, you know, this is a moment that he has been waiting for his entire NFL career, which is only three years, but it's something that he has not had a taste of yet. And Kyler's a guy that gets up for the big moments. And so he said that he expects Kyler to play probably the best game of his career. Now, I believe, personally, and a lot of people disagree, that the Cardinals need Kyler to play the best game of his career. I want playoff Kyler to be a thing. You know, in the NBA world, we talk about playoff LeBron. Mm -hmm. When when we talk about playoff LeBron, we're talking about a guy who just takes it to another level in the postseason. I'm not saying – nobody thinks when when we hear the word playoff LeBron that people are – uh, saying that LeBron James isn't a good player in the regular season. I'm not saying that Kyler's the problem. I'm not saying that he hasn't done enough, which you can argue. but what I'm saying in this to the to my point is I want to see him elevate his game to another level so much so that we're seeing, the Murray magic, we're seeing a different Kyler Murray than we've seen in the regular season. And the Cardinals have a lot of issues. Also a lot of question marks that they could get taken care of heading into Monday. But right now, a lot of issues, a lot of question marks, and we need Kyler to carry this team on his back at least a little bit if they're going to win a playoff game.
2: Yeah, and I think to your point, Chirsten, Kyler Murray has to play his best game for the Cardinals to win because they're just not explosive enough or good enough elsewhere offensively to be able to have that happen when you've got both of your starting running backs banged up with no DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green not playing well, Christian Kirk disappearing, the offensive line not playing well. I mean, I I think that it is not too much to ask of the number 1 overall pick, the pick the player that you're going to pay generational money to to say, "Hey, you got to be our best player because we can't we can't win like the Niners win." We can't win with Jimmy G turnovers and running the football and making just a couple throws per game. And I think Kyler relishes that. You know, what my one pushback would be right now with this receiving core, I just have so many questions about who is able to step up. You know, fans, last week, I mean, there's a great, it's not great, but there's a there's a play kind of floating around on Twitter right now of Kyler escaping pressure and run, throwing on the run. And he makes a, a beautiful throw to A.J. Green. It's the green. It's the play where it just hits A.J. Green in the chest and it falls, falls to the ground. And that kind of image is embedded in the fan base right now with the Bird Gang thinking to themselves like, well, Kyler can play perfect, and he's still going to be let down by his teammates. I'm not sure. I, I, I can't go that far. What I will say is this. Kyler Murray, if he plays turnover-free football and he lets it rip and you let the chips fall where they may, if they don't win, it won't be because of him. But if he has a turnover like he did to Leonard Floyd, where he threw that interception in the red zone that set the tone in the game at State Farm Stadium in week 14, then we're talking about a different ball game. But if he plays like he did against the Dallas Cowboys, national TV game just two weeks ago at Jerry's World, Where, you know, of course, we all wanted him to go back and play for obvious reasons this weekend. If he plays that kind of game, Cardinals are going to be in this to the end. And they're going to have a great chance to win because we both feel like Matthew Stafford is prone to giving up multiple turnovers, even against the Cardinals defense right now on Monday Night Football. So I'm with you. Kyler Murray has been waiting, sometimes patiently, sometimes impatiently, for this Cardinal team to get to the playoffs, right? Didn't happen each of his first two years. I'll never forget. After he won Offensive Rookie of the Year, and he went to collect his award at the NFL awards ceremony, basically saying, like, this isn't the standard. It's not good enough. We will be better. We will be back. And he had never not won, dating back to his high school days, of course, his time at Oklahoma. So I'm sure part of him is just like, we we shouldn't be surprised we're here. We should be in the playoffs every year. I expect to be in the playoffs every year. I don't don't like to lose. If he takes that kind of mentality into the tournament, I, I think Cardinal fans will be very pleased with what they see
1: yeah there was somebody on twitter that was saying i guess giselle had made a comment about tom brady basically he can't throw the ball and catch be the person <laughs> catching the ball and so yeah. use that as an argument as to say it's not on kyler the receiver's got to be better and yeah honestly i don't know what's going to happen with aj green i feel like he's so i, I don't know if it's like, a, like the yips almost, like you would have mm-hmm. in baseball. Like something is not just aligned right now with him because he's a much better receiver than the guy that we've been seeing, especially, uh, you know, recency biased is, you know, real with me because the only thing that I can really even think of is uh, is Sunday's game. And it was just so unacceptable. So some of it's on cliff to get guys involved a little bit better. Uh, I, I would like to see Christian Kirk involved a little bit more as well, yeah. especially if AJ Green, you know, has some some blunders early in this game. Uh, I would not be targeting him as many times as I did, and I would give Christian Kirk more chances to make plays. And he was saying today that Larry Fitzgerald actually texted him and told him that, you know, the pl- playoffs are a chance to really make a legacy for yourself. And I hope that that encourages Christian to have a different mindset heading into the postseason, uh, Rondale Moore. Hopefully, the Cardinals are going to get him back. Right now, I don't think we have much of an update on any of their injured players. That includes their running backs. They've got they had three running backs essentially injured as of Sunday, so leaving one running back on the roster and Eno Benjamin. So, uh, but anyway, when it, you know, hopefully, they get Rondale Moore back, uh, Antoine Wesley more involved. He is an opportunity again to to you know, make a name for himself as well. So there's a lot uh, to unpack when it comes to the, the Cardinals offense, for sure.
2: Yeah. Well, and you know, at the end of the day, none of this can work unless the offensive line does a better job protecting Kyler Murray. They they were atrocious. AJ Green had his drops, but you know, there are other receivers like you mentioned to target. And I think AJ has not done well in the absence of DeAndre Hopkins because now he's going against number one corners but to me, the offensive line was elite against Dallas, and then they were the opposite of that, even with you know a healthy Rodney Hudson and DJ Humphreys. Everybody was back, and they got whooped by Carlos Dunlap and Pete Carroll. That can't happen again, because I don't care how good Kyler Murray is or isn't. He will not have a chance to do anything if the offensive line replicates their performance from last weekend. They have to be better.
1: I'm willing to step out and say that that was a fluky, just bad day for the offensive line. I don't think DJ Humphries is going to get torched like that in every game. And so I'm willing to say, listen, they had a really bad game. It was the first time that that unit had, and and that's not an excuse because how many times does your offensive line change because of injuries throughout the year? But it was the first time as a complete unit together and this entire season and I just think they had a bad day. And I, and hopefully I, I am willing to say that I don't expect that out of them on Monday, but who knows with this team. Let's get to some of your comments. Uh a lot of people uh chiming in on the LeBron factor, the TB12 factor in the postseason. Uh, LeBron turned off so- turns off all social media and his phone and just focuses on the game when it's playoff time. Jordan says Tom Brady isn't the GOAT because of regular season performances. Just adding to the conversation of we want to see next level-, level Kyler from here on out in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, NFL AZ Cardinal says, let's be honest here. If the cards at least make it to the NFC Championship game, the regular season performance isn't going to matter as much. We're in the playoffs. Let's be excited. Well, shoot, we're talking, about winning this game for sure then and once we get that win yeah we'll be having a different conversation for sure yes uh let's see here checkered life says watt will command accountability from his teammates i have a feeling that he's been doing that even from the sidelines even though he hasn't been playing in games um NFL, AZ Cardinals fan base acting like we're the only playoff team that lost games we were supposed to win in the regular season. That's a good point. I brought this up at the PH on the PHNX Card- uh, PHNX Sports Podcast uh, earlier in the day. Called. Yeah, <laughs> the PHNX Podcast.
2: <laughs> That's what I called it earlier. It's the PHNX Sports Podcast. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. So, okay, all right. So uh, with Michaela earlier in the day um, that. Sean McVay is getting torched by their fan base right now for his play calling. Matthew Stafford has not been playing well and is getting, I mean, he's kind of been questioned all season long, but is getting a lot of flack and they lost a game to the Niners to end their regular season that they felt they should have won. And perhaps one of the most, one of the worst games they've had in the Sean McVay era. That's how that fan base is viewing it after, um, uh, basically throwing away a 17 point, uh, lead in that one.
2: They had, they were on a five game winning streak, uh, ahead of that game, but listen to the teams that they beat. So they beat the Jaguars, right? Then they came into state farm stadium, beat the Cardinals. Cardinals had a, had an off night. Hopkins gets hurt. If Hopkins doesn't get hurt, I, I think they win that game. Then they get the Seahawks. They barely beat the Seahawks 20 to 10. That was when Russell was not Russell yet. He had the finger issue. Um, Then they played the Vikings, I believe, with Sean Mannion at quarterback, not um, Kirk Cousins. And they only won by seven. Then they went on the road and barely beat the Ravens without Lamar Jackson and should have lost that game. Then they lost to the Niners. I'm not saying the Cardinals are going to win or win convincingly, but uh, this Rams team... They have not played their best football really since like early in the year when they, I think they started like seven and one and they had beaten Tampa and you know, they, they'd beaten the Colts and they had some, they had some decent wins on the season. But I, I just think it's a team that is talented, very talented. They've got, if you just look at the top end of the roster, they have generational hall of fame level players with Ramsey and Aaron Donald now Oldell Beckham Cooper cup, but they're flawed at their core. They're very finesse. The Cardinals play too much sometimes like the Rams do, just not as well. But then the Niners play the opposite. They run the ball effectively. They dominate both lines of scrimmage. you have said this forever. Like You can run on Aaron Donald as great as he is. You can run on the front seven of the Rams. Where the Cardinals will get into trouble in this game, and I feel like this is how they've always tried to play them, especially with Cliff, is just the horizontal screen game, short throws, you know, not establishing the run. The Cardinals only ran the ball, I think like 22 times in their week 14 loss against the LA Rams. If you come out and you have the mentality, like you had in week four and whomever's at running back, whether it's James or chase or even, Eno, and you say, Oh, we have our five starting offensive linemen. And we believe in these, in these five, we're going to run the football and we're going to gash you for four to six yards per carry. We're going to work in Kyler's RPOs. And then that will play off our passing game. That's their best chance. But if, goodness cheers! if they come out and they try to throw the ball 50 times, they will, they will not only lose, they will get embarrassed. Kyler Murray will get banged up. Watt and Donald, Leonard Floyd, those guys will tee off. So, I mean, coaching staff, they're much smarter than I am. But I just, there's, we have too much evidence now of when this team wins and then they get into trouble.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk more about this matchup in a second. But first, I want to tell you guys about a lot of, Awesome things that we have going on here at PHNX. For starters, we launched a new shirt yesterday, our Woo. Bird Gang shirt, which is incredible and gets me excited. Just by for some reason, that uh, that shirt just gets me pumped up for the postseason. I don't know why, but it has that effect on me. Also, right now we're doing buy one get one half off of our Cardinals shirts. So if you go to phnxlocker.com. Our members can do uh, a buy one, get one 50% off deal and get yourself ready for some playoff football by supporting your team with some awesome gear. And then last but not least, we are giving away a Kyler Murray signed jersey. All you have to do is head over to our Twitter account at phnx underscore Cardinals. Follow us retweet the tweet that's pinned at the top of the page. So you don't have to do any digging and then tag three of your Cardinal fan friends in the replies. And we're going to announce a winner next week. So incredible A signed Kyler Murray Jersey that we've got going on, that we're giving away on our Twitter page.
2: Am I eligible for that? Can I have that?
1: Uh, Highly unlikely Johnny, but you can go ahead and use me as one of your Cardinal fan friends to tag. If you feel like you want to.
2: (laughs) <laughs> yes, I'd like to be. I'd like to be a reference, please.
1: <laughs> uh, all right. So, talking about the Rams and some areas to exploit, they're going to be missing both their starting safeties and had to sign Eric Weddle, a guy that retired two years ago. He's been <laughs> out of the game since 2019 to help fill some of the void. Uh, and just bring a body in there. So can Not the great. Cardinals take advantage of this opportunity to exploit their secondary?
2: Uh, they better. They didn't last week against Seattle, but I think this week, assuming that you get Rondell Moore back, I think Christian Kirk and Antoine Wesley can stretch the field. And and I know it was week four, A.J. Green had a touch long touchdown against the Rams. That's why I think it's so imperative to establish a running game so then you can work off of the play action and get that big play that you desperately want from Kyler Murray and company. So I I think that, again, we're assuming that that um, Jalen Ramsey is going to be covering A.J. Green. If that's the case. I mean, you, th- he might essentially take him out of the game, but the Cardinals have a an advantage when it comes to the back seven of the Rams and kind of their mis- mismatch of corners and safeties. It's not great. I mean, we saw... Last week, Debo Samuel and George Kendall and Brandon Ayuk and Juwan Jennings went off for San Francisco. But what did they do to, to, to establish that? They worked off a of play action. They got Jimmy G some time in the pocket, and he picked them apart. He went 90 – excuse me, he went the length of the field in 90 seconds to send that game to overtime, and then they eventually won it. So I I think that – I don't think lightnings can strike twice. I think the Cardinals will take advantage. I think Kyler Murray will have success throwing the ball downfield. We seem like we're due for not only a Christian Kirk big play, but a big play touchdown, a long bomb of a touchdown, single coverage. Um, you know, you had that beautiful catch and throw last week from Kyler uh, that set up an eventual score. So I I think that the big play will be there. My only question, Cherson, is will the offensive line hold up enough for Kyler to be able to set his feet and throw?
1: I mentioned the name earlier, but another big another name that can stretch the field and, and make a big play is Rondale Moore. And we had mm-hmm. a, a listener on Twitter, Michael, say uh, the guy runs a 4-3, use it, and open up the passing plays. Kyler has yeah. the best deep ball percentage in the NFL, and our fastest deep ball receiver is being used like a fourth receiver. And went on to say Andy Reid would use his skill set correctly, wanted yeah, to make sure that we right. talked about this on the show. So if they could get Rondell Moore back, that uh, it would be on cliff if uh, they don't take advantage of it for sure.
2: It's a great point by our listener. It'd be a godsend. And again, the, the Tyreek Hill comparison, I'm sure, is is kind of what he was, you know, suggesting with Andy Reid. I would I would also agree that Rondell Moore, I think my favorite play of the season, Chirsten, week two at home, Kyler Murray scrambling out of the pocket and hitting Rondell Moore deep and and scoring a touchdown against the Vikings that inevitably helped them win that game. It just feels like really the second half of the season. Rondell has been used more like a gadget player in the short to intermediate passing game end arounds. And that that's fine if you want to incorporate some of that, but I mean, he's a big play threat and I, I would take some shots downfield with both he and Kirk this week, because you know, they're going to get single covered. So the Cardinals need Rondell more back. Who knows? Maybe he was ready to play last week and they're just being extra cautious because it feels like we have not seen him for a month's time and the Cardinals desperately need his speed and and shifting this in the open field to exploit the Rams' defense.
1: So I'm just now looking this situation up because I I somehow missed it. NFL AZ Cardinals says Rams having secondary issues and even fighting each other, wrapping Ramsey on the field, LOL. I had to look it up. I supposedly, uh, in their game against the Ravens, Uh, they got in a little scuffle on the field, a little altercation that stemmed from a disagreement, which could just kind of, uh, okay. So one of them threw a punch. Interesting. I'm just now looking, I don't know how I, I don't know how I missed this, but that could speak to just a little bit of, you know, team chemistry, uh, maybe some frustration that's happening within the team, the defense, or a certain unit, maybe just the secondary. But that's interesting because I could not imagine a situation at all between any two players on the Cardinals that would end result in uh, one punching a teammate.
2: Kyler might punch somebody if they lose this week, but no, in all seriousness, <laughs> I, the be, it's going to sound like really cliche, and people are going to hate me for this. The better team team is going to win this week. The the, the Niners have a a great cast of individual players, and I think that their talent wins them a lot of games. But the Cardinals, I feel like when they're on, are a better team than the Rams. They're a more cohesive unit. The Rams just feel like they're playing like backyard football, big plays, just throwing the ball around. But they're they're just kind of a collection of like, Brands of themselves, like Von Miller's a brand at this point, Aaron Donald's a brand. Yeah, certainly Odell Beckham's a brand. I just I feel like the Cardinals, when they are at their best, their identity as a team went on the road and beat the Niners and beat the Seahawks. And people are lauding their depth and the coaching job. Cardinals need to find a way to get back to that. Because I think if they can they'll have success not only in this game, but I think that confidence will build moving into further into the playoff. But if, if they try to, again, replicate what the Rams doing, it's just like, let's just have our stars go out and be stars and let's just force feed X player. And, and Kyler needs to do this. I mean, just, they need to have a game plan where it's all evened out and what, whatever happens happens. We don't need to try to make sure that Kyler has so many attempts, right? or, the defensive player, ex player gets his. I just, nobody, they haven't played like a, team, a cohesive team in so long. And it just, I can't believe that I'm saying that because you would never thought that after they went into Seattle and dominated them with Colt McCoy. And then they're losing to Seattle at home with Kyler Murray. They need to get back to whatever they had earlier.
1: I agree. And I think we've also established two ways in which you can beat the Rams and that's exploiting their defense, taking advantage of their, uh, their lack of depth in the secondary and then getting pressure on Matthew Stafford because he's a guy that you can definitely throw off course and has turned the ball over way too many times for their liking as well. So two areas that you can definitely hone in on in this game to hopefully will yourself to a win uh, let's move into our mailbag. We've got some questions from our listeners uh, from Twitter. But first, want to remind you guys that the DraftKings Sportsbook app has a promo going on right now. If you use the code PHNX, you can get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. So bet $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins, which is pretty simple. Again, that's yep. using the promo code PHNX this week this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. <clears throat> All right, Johnny, you ready to get to our mailbag? Let's do it. Alrighty,
2: Love the mailbag.
1: Bird Gang Blitz mailbag, here we come. All right, Gertrude <laughs> asking, no chance we win if the Rams stick to the run, right? <clears throat>
2: Uh, Well, have you seen the Rams running game, uh, Gertrude? It's awful. Uh, they I don't think they want to run the football. And I think that if the Cardinals do a good enough job early in this game, it's cliche to say, I think they'll abandon the run. Sonny Michelle was putrid last week. Cam Akers off his Achilles, I'm not buying that either. If the Cardinals can force Sean McVay to do what he does best now, not historically, but now, and that's become one-dimensional – They'll have a great shot to tee off on Matthew Stafford. I'm trying to pull up Sonny Michelle's numbers here, but it was significant. I know that the 49ers have right now a better front seven to the Cardinals. Sonny Michelle had 21 carries for 43 yards. And so I I just, to me, they have morphed and what McVay had done so great as a part of the Jared Goff kind of regime is Todd Gurley was the star of that offense and goodness that he used to kill the Cardinals. They kind of lost their identity now and they are what they are. So I'm with you, Gertrude. Like, if, if they're able to stop the run early, I think the Rams will just abandon it. And I think the Cardinals will benefit from that.
1: Yeah. The star of their offense right now is Cooper Cup. And that, you know, nobody really. It's going to be a problem. Yeah. Definitely going to be a problem. All right. Next question from Dylan, Johnny Venerable's own blood. Which Arizona Yay. Cardinals? <laughs> Which Arizona Cardinal is under the most pressure to perform on Monday?
2: First of all, let me say congratulations to Dylan, my cousin Dylan. Uh, he got he got married, a, not a formal formal ceremony, but he got married uh, last month, and he's going to have a celebration this summer. He and his lovely wife. So congratulations, Dylan. Um, who's under the most pressure of uh, any of the players? I, I I don't know how you can't go with Kyler Murray just because. I think to your point, Jason, like a strong performance from Kyler wins them this game. And if he doesn't play well, unlike Jimmy G, they lose a game. So I will say Kyler Murray.
1: Yeah. I was also asked yesterday by somebody on another podcast Is Kyler Murray worth a big extension? And I basically said, I haven't been thinking that far ahead do I think he's going to get an extension? I do. Do I think he's worth a big extension? That's TBD in my opinion. And so Kyler has a lot to play for right now. Uh, He's playing to solidify himself as a franchise quarterback, as a legitimate quarterback in the national football league and somebody that deserves a big contract, which I'm sure he's going to get, uh, But, hey, it's his first opportunity, and he's in year three, and so dude's got a lot to prove. Aside from, yes, they need him to have a a fantastic game in order to put them in a position to win. Anything else?
2: Well, I was just going to say, too, people compare Kyler to Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Those guys have had multiple playoff runs. Two of those guys have won MVPs. All of them have completed full seasons. Um, and made the playoffs. Kyler hasn't done that yet. Um, now, he took over the worst situation. So I think the the contract that we all assume was coming, maybe maybe they push that off until after next season.
1: That's a good point. All right. Uh, one more question from Dylan. Is there anything Chandler Jones could do Monday and or a divisional slash conference championship to convince Kyim that he is worth resigning? I'll take a crack at this first. I think Chandler Jones is in a different position than others because he had made it clear. uh, Remember, all of that offseason debacle where where he asked for a trade at one point and then kind of retracted that, uh, was super frustrated with the fact that he didn't get a long-term big-time deal. Chandler Jones wants a long-term big-time deal. So I don't think that he's going to settle for something less than he feels he deserves. And to be honest with you, I don't know that he deserves the deal that he's after. Regardless of Uh, what he does here in the postseason, unless it's just like so incredible, five sacks, the difference maker leads him to a Super Bowl. Like, I don't know that there's anything really that's in his physical capabilities that he's going to do in the postseason to warrant a long term big money deal.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. Now, would I welcome five sacks on Monday night? And will I happily (laughs) eat all the crow and pay Chandler Jones every GD dollar he wants? Of course. And Steve Kime would say the same thing. Chandler, I will break off the fattest contract that you probably don't deserve if you dominate this game Monday. Because at the end of the day, money's all relative. You can manipulate the cap. I think if he has a historic postseason run... the the Cardinals will say whatever you need. We'll take care of you. Just keep dominating. If he disappears, then I I think we're seeing the last final weeks of Chandler Jones as a Cardinal. Although from a, from a one-year franchise tag standpoint, I mean, he can't not play on the tag. Um, So I think that right now it's between being franchised and letting him hit free agency.
1: Brandon says, I will give Chandler his deal if he has three sacks with three forced fumbles.
2: See, he gets it. Yes, as would I.
1: (laughs) Also, a lot of people asking about what Kyler is worth. I feel like let's just see what he does in this postseason. And let's have the conversation in the offseason because uh, it is, in my opinion, going to determine what he's worth moving forward.
2: Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. (coughs)
1: Last question in the week 14 game, Edmonds did not play and the Cards rushed for 100 yards as a team on 22 carries in the week four game. Edmonds had 12 rushes for 120 yards and the cards had 40 rushes for 216. Please discuss the importance of establishing a ground game on Monday.
2: Well, coach V gets it. Uh, any great team, Excuse me, any team that wants to beat the LA Rams runs the football and, and runs it effectively. And we saw really against Baltimore, excuse me, um yeah, when they played the Ravens 2 weeks ago, Ravens ran the ball effectively. Now they had problems converting in the red zone because they had a, a backup playing quarterback, but I just I feel like, you know, we're going to have a good sense coach feed tomorrow I think of what the plan is at running back. And I'll feel I'll be able to sleep better if number six and number two are out there practicing to some degree. But if it's Eno Benjamin, as much as we hope that they're gonna work to establish the run, I just I can't see Cliff Kingsbury on Monday night giving Eno Benjamin the necessary touches to keep this game balanced, to keep this offense balanced. That's my probably my biggest fear, but I'm with you. If, if both players are healthy, I, I'm gonna be very upset watching that game with you, Cheerson in the press box, watching Kyler Murray take hit after hit after hit on predictable passing downs.
1: All right, before we wrap this up, let's take a moment for a message from the Arizona Department of Health. Children five and older are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with COVID-19. The vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or even dying from the disease. It is safe, free, and highly effective. COVID-19 vaccines are available throughout the state of Arizona. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. And let's do our part to stay healthy and to stay out of the hospital here in Arizona. Again, visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you for your free vaccine. All right. NFL AZ Cardinals is asking in the offseason, if we don't sign Jones and Hicks, could we see Hassan Reddick back in red next year? He signed a one year deal with the Panthers.
2: Uh, You know, I think we're going to have an answer to whether or not I think they'll have interest in Reddick as to what they do with Chandler Jones. I think they would like to see Reddick back. Will he want to come back? We're going to find out. Money calls. uh, So if they offer him the most money, I think that that's where Hassan is going. He, he's, he's proved he's not a fluke player, back-to-back, double-digit sack seasons. And I just think he's a better fit for Vance Joseph's defense that, look, we just had Chandler Jones, 30-plus years old, in coverage on Tyler Lockett. Like, that's not a good look. <laughs> and so if, if that's the kind of BS that we're going to be running, where you ask more of your pass rushers than to just rush the quarterback and stop the run, Reddick was always the better fit. So I would say I want interest. I want them to have interest. I don't know if they will.
1: Yeah, I would love to have Hassan Ruddick back. Uh, and I've always been rooting for him, especially with the way that his career started. I'm I'm more than happy to see him succeed and finally be put in the right position the last couple of years. Ian says, if Chandler Jones doesn't show up this game, we're going to have to move on. And then added... Hicks needs to go if we have any chance of developing Zavin into a legitimate starter. If we can let Chandler go and pick up Hassan this offseason, it would be optimal. Here's the thing when it comes to that. I don't think the answer is just like I don't, and I don't even know if I'm using the same analogy or the right analogy, but the, the one that comes up is throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like, I don't think the answer is like, let Hicks go simply because you want Zavin to play more. Now, could you have a, like, readdress your philosophy in terms of who you're playing? Certainly. But I feel like, especially when it comes to depth or whatever the case is, like you still want to have Hicks there as a safety net if you can. That's my personal opinion.
2: I, I will make a bold statement right now that I will back up into the offseason. If Vance Joseph is still the defensive coordinator for this team post-January, there is zero chance that Jordan Hicks is not on this team. Who is taking Jordan Hicks' spot on the defense? What Isaiah Simmons isn't playing Jordan Hicks' role. I don't know what the hell Simmons does in terms of like <laughs> his, his role, but it's not what Jordan Hicks does. And Zavin Collins hasn't been playing Hicks' role either. So, like, who's his bat, Who's his heir apparent? I can tell you who it's not going to be, some rookie, because he doesn't play rookies. So, if if they say, Vance, you're coming back, Jordan's coming back too. I think the bigger issue is how do we get, to Chirsten's point, everybody on the field and helping? Because I, I agree, like, if Zayvon wasn't ready to play, of course, don't play him. But I I watch other players who their ceilings are so limited, and I'm like, well, what are we doing here? So, uh, Hicks will be back. Barring a, a, if Vance Joseph leaves for a head job, or they mutually part ways, I think maybe they trade Hicks to whatever team Vance is on to help him acclimate his defense. I just I have concerns, and we've talked about this before, Cheerson, about Hicks's ability to get the most out of both Simmons and Collins. And if I'm Steve kime that's concerning because of the amount of draft capital I've spent on both those players.
1: Jordan asking, chance Devon Kennard and Jordan Phillips are back? Both have very minimal guaranteed money. I don't know exactly the amount of guaranteed money they have, but those are two guys that I think most fans would be happy if they replace because they've not played to standards for sure.
2: Yet. 0% chance they are back. Absolutely, 100% zero. Jordan Phillips might, be, like, if he doesn't play Monday, he's not going to play, I don't think, in the playoffs, and they could be one and done anyway. His Cardinal career will be over, as will Devon Kennard's. Um, Kennard had the key missed tackle last week against Rashad Penny. Uh, and we're putting salt in the wound here. He just hasn't been, that wasn't a good signing. That's why they traded for Marcus golden. So Cardinals have a bunch of money. They can recoup that they can go and reallocate this off season. Both of those guys. I don't want to say major whiffs, but it it's, it's close to as bad as you can get, especially with Phillips who just was hurt all the time. At least Kennard like was available and was on special teams or whatever, but.
1: Well, remember you know. too uh Jordan Phillips and I think we finally got clarity of and I don't even remember what the injury was, but for the first like six or seven weeks of the season, it yeah. was like we were making jokes about Frank, what did you do with Jordan Phillips? Where yeah. is yeah. he? Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. Because nobody knew why he wasn't playing or what his deal was. And there was theories that like uh he was just so bad that for whatever reason the Cardinals just didn't want to have anything to do with him. And then all of a sudden he appeared in week six or seven and is, you know, they talked about the injury that he had supposedly been battling, but that was also bizarre with the way that the season started with Jordan Phillips.
2: Yeah. NFL AZ Cardinals brings up a good point. So, so there was a player cheers and I don't know if you remember him or not. There is Philon. The Cardinals signed him uh, two, three seasons ago. He didn't even make it to training camp. He got caught. At a, maybe a strip club with a gun and threatened a woman and they released him. And he's with the Raiders now and he's, and he's playing. But it kind of underscores the, the key issue that they've had around that position. It's why they brought in Phillips. It's why they brought in Watt. Uh, they, they've been patient with Zach Allen. And I think that is the position to me, and it's not a great draft class. We'll get into all this in the offseason for, for defensive tackle. But Steve Keim has been desperate to add a first-round impact defensive tackle Really, since Kyler Murray, because um, he wanted Quinnen Williams, he wanted Derek Brown. The following year, if there's a position right now where I'd said if they don't address it free agency, I think the Cardinals will take a D tackle very high this year in the draft.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. Let's wrap it up on this, and we touched on it earlier, but it's a good way to to end for anybody that didn't join us off the top of the show. Ian asking any word on Edmonds or Connor. So right now we don't have any word on really any injuries right now, and that includes J.J. Watt. So the Cardinals are going to get back to the practice field tomorrow and from there kind of reassess where everybody is So no word yet on Chase Edmonds, James Conner, Jonathan Ward, Marco Wilson, um, Rondale Moore. Am I missing anybody?
2: I think you've got everybody. I would also say um, DJ Humphreys. like how does he look? Like somebody needs to ask Kingsbury. I asked him post game on Sunday, like, is he healthy? He's like, he's healthy. So make sure he gets through practice this week without being limited.
1: Right. Yeah. That's another one. Quickly.
2: What I'll say, Ian, on both those players, they're both scheduled free agents. So you can look at it one of two ways. Do they do they make a business decision? And if they're not healthy, do they make it worse? Or do you show other teams that you were healthy to finish the season with the Cardinals as a springboard into the playoffs? That's, that's something that I'm sure they're weighing right now.
1: Oh, did I misinterpret that question? Was it Edmonds and
2: James Conner? Was it, but that, I mean, was it, it was more every- so
1: about whether or not I they just, were going to be resigned?
2: No, it's injuries, but I you okay. know, you, you answered it <laughs> correctly. I'm just trying to think like, you know, for me, I I know both of them wanna play and they they want to show I think the Cardinals too that they can tough it out. So I, I I don't I don't know anything. I think Chase Edmonds, I think Chase Edmonds is gonna play based on the fact he finished the Dallas game and was beat up. And I think they thought because they were getting James back, they could they could hold out Chase for a week. Chase has had what equates now two weeks off. They need James more because of his physicality. I think Chase Edmonds plays though.
1: Yeah. To your point though, I don't care if James Connor plays on Monday or doesn't play on Monday. And if that's the last game they play this season and James Connor isn't there to close out the year, I'm yeah. re-signing James Connor. Yeah, he absolutely. is my favorite player on the team. Hands down.
2: It would be sad if his season ended like this. Um, I, I cannot believe that, I mean, you hes he's their offensive player of the year. I mean, he just, he really is.
1: Yeah, agreed. All right, we are going to join Frank on Friday to do a full preview of the Cardinals game versus the L.A. Rams. Uh, but until then, we hope that you guys have a great rest of your day, a great Thursday. If you have not subscribed, hit that bell on our YouTube channel, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, or followed us on social media at PHNX underscore cardinals. Remember, I told you that we are giving away a free Kyler Murray jersey. If you head over to your to our Twitter page, follow us, go through the process. You can get your name in the hat to win it. Uh, We'd appreciate if you would subscribe and follow us though, regardless. So we hope you have a good rest of your day and we will see you on Friday.